My point over the next couple of weeks will simply be this, that the best time to think about grief and the grief process is when we are not grieving. But the reality is that we grieve far more than we think in life and we just don't realize it. And that will be more of the subject and text of next week's sermon. This sermon I'm hoping to speak on the Christian response to grief. Pray with me. Now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, world without end, amen. Loss is a part of life and grief is our response to loss. It is the price we pay for loving and caring. And grief is really a mixture of emotions between sadness, anger, and anxiety, and also hope and peace. C.S. Lewis, the great Christian writer, once said that nobody ever told him that grief would feel so much like fear. And I think that grief is the most misunderstood of all human experiences. It is like a house guest that stays too long and is not welcome. But death and life are two sides of the same coin. We really can't have one without the other. As someone said, it is a package deal. And we have to be experienced and be with our grief to know that it is real and work through it to move on in the process. Realizing it helps us to deal with it because the only way through grief is through it. At many funerals we hear the words, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, reminding us that it is a process full of valleys and peaks. It is painstaking work, and we can't avoid it, find easy answers, or successfully try to find shortcuts. We need to know that it is real to deal with it and not deny it. And Christians are no different. Yet some Christians believe because we have faith in the resurrection of Christ and eternal life that we should not grieve. But nothing could be further from the truth. To fully answer the question, should Christians grieve, two words from Jesus which comprise the shortest verse in the entire Bible really says it all. They simply said, Jesus wept, or in the Pew Bibles it says, Jesus began to weep. Jesus showed emotion, showed sorrow in the face of the death of his friend Lazarus in the presence of his sisters. Jesus cried at his graveside alongside Mary and Martha. And in times of grief, it's important to let our emotions out. Tears can be therapeutic. 
In fact, I am told that there are toxins that are contained in our tears of sorrow, and it's our body's way of expelling them from our system. And I remember the morning of my father's funeral. I was in the shower, and I had cried like I had never cried before. And I didn't know what was getting me more wet, my own tears or the water coming out of the shower head. Tears can be therapeutic. And I remember later that day at my father's funeral with my brother sharing with the congregation my father's favorite jokes. And we all laughed. And amid our tears were laughter. Because we cried over my father's death, but we laughed over his life. And this balance of emotions helped us along in the grief process. Now, we can do this because we have faith, because we believe in Christ and in his promise for us of resurrection and eternal life. Jesus, God's own son, could not escape the reality of death. But he died so that we may live eternally. This gives us the strength and the hope and the faith to balance our emotions. But the reality of death and of loss still hurts. There can be no, no mistake about this. We feel the sting and the pain of loss, and we grieve. But as Christians, we grieve differently. So then what are the hallmarks of Christian grief? How are we to faithfully in Christ grieve? And this morning, I just want to say two quick things about this. And the first thing is that we are to grieve with gratitude. We are not thankful for the person's death or the pain that we are enduring in the grief process, but we are thankful for the person's life and what they have meant to us and what their memory will continue to mean to us. For those of you who attended Dr. Ruth Allison's memorial service here at Glenview Church just a month or so ago, may remember my words at her service. I was very fortunate to visit Ruth, and I visited her the last time just a few days before she died. And when I stood at her bedside, I had prayers with her, and I read scripture. And her eyes opened, and she looked at me and said, Thank you for visiting me. Reminding me that one of the great hallmarks of the Christian faith, of the Christian life, is gratitude, is thanksgiving, giving our thanks to God. And this is how Christians grieve differently. They offer thanks to God for mercies given and for strength to persevere. Forgiving thanks does not deny our profound sense of loss. It just makes it more bearable and softens its blow. 
And in doing so, by being grateful, we focus not only on what we have lost, but also what we still have. When giving thanks, we focus not only on what we have lost, but also on what we have. When we give thanks and are grateful, we are actually training our minds to look for the good in life, and this leads to more inter-peace and contentment. For one of the keys to overcoming setbacks in life I learned a long time ago was to give thanks. Reminding me of the great words of the Apostle Paul who tells us to give thanks in all things, not for all things. One of the hallmarks of Christian grief is to give thanks in all things. In life and in death, we return our thanks to God for God's enduring mercy and grace that sustains us as we give thanks to God for the life of the loved one we lost. Now, the second and the last thing I want to share with you today about the hallmarks of Christian grief is that we are to grieve with hope. We are to grieve with hope. The apostle Paul tells us, read this morning, that we are not to mourn as those who have no hope. Or to put it another way, to mourn as those who have hope and faith in Christ and in his resurrection to eternal life. Have faith and have hope that we too will share in faith in Christ's resurrection through faith. Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians to have faith not only in ourselves, but in the power of God. And in this we place our faith, our hope, our trust. The Presbyterian Church in Canada believes this about our hope in God. Eternal life is resurrection life. As God raised Christ, so shall we be raised into a condition fit for life with God. Into a condition by baptism, by faith, we die and rise with Christ. And so we are one with the risen Lord. In death, we commit our future confidently to God. And this is exactly what hope does for us. It allows us to confidently commit our future to God. And this is what gives us power in the present. Now, I'll close this morning with a story about Alexander Solzhenitsyn, the great Russian writer who tells about a time while he was in a Soviet prison camp. Now, he was on the verge of death. He was forced to work 12 hours a day of grueling work in the hot sun. And one hot afternoon while shoveling sand, he stopped working. And though he knew that the guards would beat him for doing so, he just could not go on any longer. 
Then he saw a Christian prisoner who looked at him who quickly drew the cross in the sand. He quickly drew the sign of the cross right in front of him in the sand below him. And in that brief moment, Solzhenitsyn felt the great hope of the gospel. It gave him strength and power to endure the hardships that he had to face in the present. In that brief moment, he realized the comfort and the consolation of God in Christ. Suddenly, he was overcome with strength and the very presence and power of God. In the very presence and power of God who makes a habit empowering people in their greatest time of need. And friends, so too for us, when we grieve with gratitude and hope, knowing in faith that loss is a part of life, and that Christ promises us eternal life. Pray with me. Eternal and gracious God, we give to you our thanks and praise for the great presence and gift of hope. Hope based on the resurrection to eternal life. Hope based not on what we can do for us, but rather on what you can do and have done for us in Christ. For in his name and in this hope, we place our trust and commit our confidence in you. Amen.